0: What is going on, guys? It is Angelo here with Fear the Beard Football Channel. We are doing our first podcast tonight. Um, I'm over here with my boy, Jay Tapp. He is cranking up some GTA 5 right now. So we are kicking off on the podcast. Still will be doing the YouTube channel, but, um, you know, going to be getting more into this. So tonight we are going to be doing a few different segments. Um, obviously, since this is a podcast, We're gonna have more time to talk. Um, I'm not gonna be just trying to breeze through this, but. So I'm gonna probably be doing this. So I just wanna kind of get in and let you know, like my, just for like a quick second, like we're gonna be doing probably about two episodes a week most likely. Brad Schuford will be on it. I'm doing a solo one tonight to kick it off. Um, And then occasionally Jay will definitely make an appearance. So. Week 17 is upon us though. The playoffs... Let me back this microphone off real quick, I think. All right, I think that's good. That's good right there. So, yeah, Week 17 is upon us. Um, The playoffs are coming, so that means the Super Bowl is around. And, you know, we all know that uh, if you guys go back and watch my videos on YouTube, um, and you can find that at Fear the Beard Football Channel. You can also find that on Facebook, Fear the Beard Football Channel. Go on ahead and like the page. um, You know, check me out. Whatever. Anyway... So, as it stands right now, if the playoffs ended today, we would have the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns, and i mean, in the Baltimore Ravens, and then the Cleveland Browns with the Colts sitting on the outside, barely. Um, and then on the NFC, and th- that's all in order, and I'm going to do the same thing with the NFC, We would have the Packers, Saints, Seahawks, the football team, the Bucks, Rams, and Bears, and then the outside dark horse teams that just barely missed the cut, Cardinals, Cowboys, Giants. I'm going to get into how that would play out if that was the playoffs, but I'm going to kind of just give you real quick how I think the week is going to go and who I think will actually make it to the playoffs. Um, As it stands, you know, I kind of think – I think the Browns are going to are going to beat the Steelers first of all like I know that's irrelevant but they're going to I think they're going to beat the Steelers so I don't think they're going to that that's not really irrelevant cuz they're the number 7 seed but they um you know the Steelers are going to be starting Mason Rudolph I just honestly think I don't think he's a good quarterback I think the Browns they have a great defense Nick Chubb's a solid running back even though the Steelers defense is a formidable team obviously I, I just honestly, Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Mason Rudolph, and i got to give the edge to the quarterback because both teams have a solid defense. We know what Miles Garrett is for the Browns. I mean, there's other guys on there, obviously, but the main thing is definitely Baker Mayfield's better than Mason Rudolph, and the quarterback battle is uh, is honestly the most important part of the game. There's There's multiple facets to it, but we all know at the end of the day the quarterback position is where it counts, so – the Steelers really have nothing to lose. I get them trying to rest big men because it makes sense as older as he is and as damaged as he's been in his career. Um, so I think the Browns will win. The Ravens, they're up in the air. I, I do think they'll win. I think they'll be in the playoffs just because I, I, don't, I just don't see them missing it out, but I don't see them going far. Um, the Dolphins are my odd man out, honestly. They've had a great run, and I think they're going to do great with Tua. He is, um, you know, he's been efficient as far as he's, you know, not really been turnover prone, and that, that defense is good. I like what Brian Flores is doing down there, and this is definitely a team of the future. Um, I really hope this doesn't turn into a Tampa Bay situation. I think it was uh, 2016 during Winston's second year. They went 9-7. and They barely missed the playoffs. I don't want it to turn into something like that because we all know how that turned out. But um, I think that's going to happen this year. I think they're going to be the odd man out. I have the Colts winning, and as you all know, if you go back to my earlier videos like I was about to say earlier, I had the Colts as my dark horse Super Bowl team to end up playing the Packers, Um, which I do think they'll get in, and I do think they'll do some damage, and if they get in, I definitely have them as a dark horse Super Bowl team still because I love that defense. DeForest Buckner took it to the next level, and like I said earlier, Phillip Rivers is playing better than Jacoby Brissett. That's nothing to say. Like, that's nothing bad to say about Jacoby Brissett. What I'm saying, though, is Phillip Rivers is a step above, and what held him back was the Chargers have just an abysmal offensive line. They're an awfully run organization. I think their future's bright, not anything with their organization, but just because Josh, I mean Justin Herbert's good. But to Philip Rivers' credit, aside from you know him having a thousand children, the man has been so good in Indianapolis. I mean, there's been bad moments and stuff like that, but he just is thriving better in a better offensive line. Like I said, he would. They have a solid run game. And that defense is just that's good. I mean, it's good enough to get that to get them to the playoffs. And it's they're a team that is built for the playoffs. They can run the ball. I don't think Rivers is going to turn the ball over too much, even though he's not had success in the playoffs. I mean, look at the franchise he was, you know, playing for, and and I mean, nothing. I don't like Jim Ursay as an owner. I just like Chris Ballard as a GM, and he does a lot of good things there. Um, I do have my theories for them post um, post playoffs. I don't, I don't think Philip Rivers is coming back, and um, I'm going to allude to what I think they're going to do about that, like some, in some other video down the road. So, you know, just keep on watching for my theory on that. Um, so yeah, yeah, like the, the Dolphins are my odd man out. Um, I think honestly, the top four, obviously the Titans, they're they're gonna stay where they're at. They're not gonna go above the Steelers. The Steelers have 12 wins, Titans have 10. So I think they're gonna win. I think they're in. Um, And they're another team just like Indianapolis that is built for the playoffs with a solid run game and a, you know, it's a pretty formidable defense. Um, And, and I mean, also they have a really good offense that, you know, you can't sneeze at what they're doing. They, I think they've, they have, I want to say a little over 50 touchdowns, which is top five in the NFL right now, or so I I can't, I don't think it's top five. I don't know, but I know they're up there. I just, I remember scrolling through like Facebook and I mean, you know, like I follow ESPN on there and I just saw that, but you know, they had 47 at the time, and I think they scored, like, at least three touchdowns. So, anyway, not to get sidetracked, there, Derek Henry only has, like, he, he has less than 20% of that, so, or maybe, like, right at that. So, I mean, there they're, there's other ways for them to score. They are a formidable offense without Henry, not without Henry, but, I mean, they don't need, they just don't need Derek Henry. Um, they can win in other ways. And I think that they'll go far in the playoffs again. I don't think last year was a fluke. I think it was the beginning of something. Mike Vrabel has proven himself to be the most capable coach that has come out of the Bill Belichick treat. So, you know, I think good things are to come. I like John Robinson as GM. And I, I think there's big things to come. Um, and then the Steelers, you know. So, I, I'm not going to go through every team. I kind of went too long on the AFC. I'm going to try to, you know, not like – Take, go like a fucking snail, but, you know, whatever. Moving on to the NFC, um, Packers and Saints, if if this is, you know, they're going to obviously go far to me. Um, I think they're going to, they're obviously definitely in it. Looking as it stands, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Cardinals are the ones on the outside. Um, I don't think the football team ends up making it in. I definitely think they lose. I I, I just don't. I don't see them in the playoffs. I really don't. <clears throat> um, I, I'm not even gonna elude even more on that. So nothing against them. They they've had a really good season and they've done a lot more than what I thought, but I just just cannot put myself in that reality. Um, I do think the Cowboys will win their next game. Definitely. I I just, you know and that would make them obviously over the giants. So the Giants really need the Cowboys and the you know football team to lose, but I don't see both of those scenarios happening. So that in my mind would put the Cowboys in the playoffs and you know I know my dad would be stoked, Jay's over here bumping his fist while he's crouched down playing. Are you still playing GTA 5? No, this is uh... <clears throat> Okay, watchdogs fuck. Why did I think it was GTA earlier? Um Oh it was? No, it looks like it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, like I got the Redskins going down. I got the Cowboys going in. Bears, I have them definitely losing to the Packers. So you know, that would mean the Cardinals to me would make it because I, I do think Kyler Murray is going to, you know, pull one out. I like him as a quarterback. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily sold on Cliff Kingsbury as, as I'm more sold on Kyler Murray because he is, um, I mean, he's just, to me, it's a cliche to compare him to Russell Wilson, but he, he definitely has the potential to be what Russell Wilson is. And we all know how much I love Russell Wilson. So as it stands, if it ended today, we would see the Bills versus the Browns, Steelers versus the Ravens, Titans versus the Dolphins. And then in the NFC, we would see the Saints, Bears, Seahawks, Rams, and Redskins, Bucks. That is what would happen if it ended today. And here's exactly what I think is going to happen. I'm not going to do scores. I'm just going to run through who I think is going to win and then kind of give you a quick little take on it. Obviously, as the th- herd thins out, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit longer. Um,. Bills Browns, I definitely have the Bills winning. Um, I have the Bills going pretty far, actually. Um, they're they're just a complete team. We know what they did to New England last night, and I mean, I'm not saying New England's a good team, but you know, just getting that monkey off their back, sweeping the Patriots after being just dominated by them for so long, like that is such a momentum boost that people do not understand they are 12 and 3 right now. I believe they'll finish out the season 13 and 3. I originally predicted them to go 12 and 4. You know, go back and watch my old videos on it on YouTube. Again, that's Fear the Beard Football channel. <clears throat> um yeah, no. I I think the Browns have had a good season. I think that they're, you know, not as good as their record says, but I still think they're worthy of being a playoff team for sure and and even if their record was what I thought it would be, which I thought it was going to be around 10 and 6. Um, you know, they've had a good season. They're finally in the playoffs and, you know, I mean, not officially yet, but still like if the end of the day, like they're finally in the playoffs, like their fans kind of get, you know, that, like they haven't been there in so long. I think the last time they had a winning record was 2007. And before that was 2002. I can't remember if they made the playoffs in 2002, which would be kind of eerie because that's the last time the Patriots weren't in the playoffs. More on that later. Um, yeah. Bills over the Browns. Steelers over the Ravens. Um, I, I'm really not sold on the Steelers. I'm not like one of those people that are high on them. I mean, obviously, like, they've tailed off. And I, I had a feeling that they would. They did better than I thought they would because I had them going 8-8. Eight and eight, So, like, hats off to them, man. Um, no, I just think... Lamar Jackson he's never won a playoff game He's 0-2 in the playoffs um, The mobile quarterback never lasts long And I think we're kind of starting to see the beginning I'm mean, not the beginning of the end for Lamar Jackson But I mean he's he's not It's I don't think he's ever going to be the Lamar Jackson He was last year And that's not saying that he's a bad quarterback or anything Because it's been fun to watch him And he's done a phenomenal job But I just truly think um, This team it's not that they're not built for the playoffs I just don't think Lamar Jackson is built for the playoffs And You know, I think running is so important in the playoffs, but they do it to an extent, and teams definitely figure that out. And in the playoffs, you have time to prepare for people, or you're just, it it intensifies, everything intensifies in the playoffs. We all know this, and coaching definitely ramps it up. So, Um, Steelers over the Ravens. The next one is the Titans and the Dolphins. So, if it ended today, they would play, and I definitely have the Titans just. I don't think that they would crush them because Miami is definitely a formidable team and I don't think Tua is going to be turning the ball over too much. He's another guy that definitely has potential to be another Russell Wilson and, you know, not to be the cliche again, but they're they're just so similar. Anyway, the Titans just have a, gr- a good defense. Solid run game. Ryan Tannehill's great on the play action. Mike Vrabel's a good coach, and I think they're just going to put together a better game plan. The Dolphins are just tasting playoffs for the first time, and I think it's the first of many, and I think they're going to be competitive in the future, but the Titans have been here, done that, and they were in the AFC championship game last year. I just think they're going to advance. I don't see Miami topping them. Uh, Moving on over to the NFC, we've got the Saints and the Bears. If it ended today, that's how it would go, and I definitely have the Saints winning. Um, You know, I know they've had three consecutive heartbreaking playoff losses, but I just don't see – This Bears team, I'm not saying anything. Now, unless, like, they bring out playoff Nick, you know. I mean, if he can emerge, then this team, like, sky's the limit. Bears could be the next Super Bowl champions, what, 25, 35, 35 years later. Shoot. Or no, is that – I don't even know, man. That's, like, 85 was forever ago. Man. Anyway. That was the year you were born, Jay? Shoot. Well, I mean, like, I was born in ninety-five, so like, okay, I'm I'm twenty-five. So yeah, 35 years ago. Man, I'm stupid. I suck at math sometimes. But yeah, no, I just think like the team's finally coming together. They stumbled at the beginning of the season, but we know what that offensive line is. They've been like hands down the best drafting team in the last four years, dating back to Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara, like being found in the later rounds. And they just keep on doing it again and doing it again. I think Zach Bond's good. They've got a great offensive line. They're, you know, like they, and on their defensive side, like Zach Bond was the guy that they drafted this year. He's just, you know, he's. I feel like he's good. I feel like the offensive line. We all know what the offensive line is. They have one of the best units, and they're just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what their early stumbles were, but they're finally getting the monkey off their back. You know, I mean, I don't know, man. There's just not a lot that can really be said about that. Um, you know, I don't. I just. Mitch Trubisky you can't sell me on the fact that they can, like, upset the Saints. Like, I don't think they can do what Minnesota did last year. Just not, like, going to buy it. Next game would be the Seahawks and the Rams. The, um, the Rams have definitely surpassed my expectations this year. I have not been on videos enough to comment on that. Um, that is definitely not the reason though why I've, like, stayed away for so long. The Seahawks, I just, you know, the let Russ cook mantra, I don't think their defense is at all good. They're not, they they just have one shiny piece and a pile of dirt, and that is Jamal Adams. And I think that's going to be enough to get past the Rams. They've had a very, like, surprising season to me. I really did not see this coming. I don't know if, like, I mean, I know a lot of other people did, but I just... I felt like the wheels were going to fall off. Sean McVay, to me, really kind of proved himself this year. But it's all for naught as the Seahawks, in my opinion, will advance just because Russell Wilson is just leaps and bounds better than Jared Goff ever could be, and that's no disrespect to Jared Goff. And then we have the Bucks and the football team. So Brady is obviously going to win that game. I'm not going to... In what world? In what world does the football team beat the the, Tom Brady? I mean, I know Tennessee went on this late run last year, but. That is the most laughable thing that the football team would be playing Tom Brady in the playoffs, and that's the most Tom Brady thing because he's going to have a chance to basically play the NFC's version of the New York Jets in the first round of the playoffs. That is the legitimate thing. We live in a world where that's going to happen. We have, a t- we have a chance for a five and 11 team to make it to the playoffs. Like I have to stop and just talk about this for a second. Like that is the most unrealistic thing. I could have ever thought of. Like I remember when people were furious about back in two thousand nine with the Seattle Seahawks making it in and beating the New Orleans Saints. Actually, so, um, but no, like this is just the most laughable thing that we could potentially see—a five and eleven team in the playoffs. Anyway, it would be off or not. Brady would smoke them. The Buccaneers last year were a top five defensive team and a top set, a top top ten offensive line. They've carried over like they're not the same as what they were last year, but they are right there. They are they are a good enough team. Brady is just good enough. And like I said at the beginning of the season, they were Tom Brady away from the playoffs. Jameis Winston threw thirty interceptions, twelve of which got or eighteen of which. I'm sorry, it was either eighteen or twelve. I don't know one of the two. What that many of those in turnovers resulted in a touchdown? Not not on the next drive, like they were pick sixes, and you can't tell me like Tom like he threw thirty in one year. Tom Brady threw twenty nine interceptions for the last four seasons before this year. I mean, I know that what you know um, what's his face head coach for the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians. I know quarterback struggle in the first year with Bruce Arians. Brady's throwing a lot of interceptions this year, not as much as Jameis, though, and that is what is helping the Buccaneers win. They are just as good on the offensive and de- I mean, on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive line as they were last year. Brady might be throwing a little bit more interceptions, but not as much as Winston, and that's why they're in the position they are, and that's why they're going to win that game because the football team doesn't have a chance. Down the road, they could be good. Rivera's a good defensive coach, and with Chase Young on that team, I've always said that the Washington football team's defense is good, their offensive line is trash and they have a bad offense they just have a bad offense in general. And if they could just hit on on something on the offensive side of the ball, they would definitely like they would definitely be a formidable team. Now the one reason why I would like to see them in the playoffs is just because Alex Smith is comeback player of Pat McAfee said of the Decade, like he is the comeback player of the decade. They need to just make that award about him. I am on that train. So moving on to the divisional round um, for the AFC, we would have the Kansas City Chiefs and we would have the Tennessee Titans. So this would be a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game in the divisional round. Um, I'm gonna go with the upset. Actually, um, I love Pat Mahomes. <clears throat> I think he's a great quarterback. I do think he's going to win another one. I really do. But I meant to look this stat up. So this is kind of going off the top of my head. But think of how many quarterbacks have won back-to-back Super Bowls. Just think about it for a second. Like Brady has done it twice. So he's one guy. And he has done it twice. Before that, John Elway. Before that, Joe Montana. And then before that, and, and, and this is where it gets a little gray because I, I, I kind of want to say maybe, um, you know, Roger Staubach and, you know, um, Terry Bradshaw. I do want to say that, but I don't 100% know it off the top of my head right now. So, one, maybe two outliers in this prediction. But before that, Bart Starr. I literally just named probably, what, four or five guys and just think about how many quarterbacks are in the NFL and also think about how many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. It is super hard to repeat. This team does have the most the best opportunity to obviously do it because they won it last year, and I think even if they lost this year, they have the best chance of being back-to-back ch- the next he has the best chance of being the next quarterback to win back-to-back titles. Even if they lose this year, but it is so hard. And the Titans are a playoff-built team like I said earlier they have derrick henry they're a little bit pissed off from losing last year they have beat them before not this year but they they did beat them in the regular season last year now if i'm pretty positive they did i'm going to like if i like get done recording this and i go back and see that they lost in the regular season last year i'm going to like kick myself in the ass so hard but i am confidently saying that they beat them in the regular season last year and I think that they can beat them in the playoffs this year. I'm not going to sit there and be shocked at all, but I am just honestly feel like sometimes you got to be bold, and this is something that I can truly see. Moving on, um, Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is going to be a dogfight. It's obviously going to be played in Buffalo, but it really doesn't matter because Pittsburgh is just down the road. It's just as cold as it's going to be in Buffalo that it would be in Pittsburgh. These two teams know how to play in that environment. And that is very pivotal because a team like Buffalo could definitely thrive in the playoffs if they have the home field advantage against any other team. And that's a big reason why the Steelers do give them a little bit of a scare because that is not going to be an X factor at all. They play in that environment. Big Ben has been playing in that environment his whole entire career. He knows what it's about. Josh Allen's just beginning it. As a matter of fact, I mean, yes, Josh Allen does play at home in Buffalo, but he hasn't played too many like cold-weather games. Like, I mean, obviously, he's been the quarterback for a couple of years, but then also think about this. Josh Allen's really never played any cold-weather playoff games either, and Big Ben has won two Super Bowls in his career, so we know that he has played a lot of cold-weather games. But I do think the Bills will win that game because Big Ben is a little older, the defense for the Buffalo is not as good as Pittsburgh, obviously. That is one of the top units in the league at, on any given Sunday. But the offensive firepower is so much better on Buffalo. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary is a really good one-two punch. Their offensive line is you know, just as good as any other team that's in the playoffs. Better than most. They have a top-15 defense... And a top 10 offense. They have the ninth best offense. And they have a... I think the 15th best defense. I'm not 100% sure. But teams have won with worse. The 2006 Indianapolis Colts won. And they had a bottom, bottom half defense. It did get better in the playoffs though. But it was still a bottom half defense. So, I think Buffalo is going to win. I mean, Josh Allen has thrown 1,036 passing yards and 10 touchdowns, one interception in his last three games. Like, he's getting hot. So, I just had to throw that stat out because I did a lot of research. So, like, that was, like, literally just, like, a bunch of information just thrown up at you and probably not play, placed properly. But I just had to do it, you know. Um, let's go on over to the NFC. Let's Let's go on over to the NFC. The Packers would play the Bucks, so this would be Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady—the first time they've ever met in the playoffs. A lot of it, we've all wanted this Super Bowl. Now it's going to be a playoff matchup, um, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win that game. Aaron Rodgers is like, and I've said this—I've I've said this for like the whole entire season. I accidentally kicked the mic. Said this for a whole entire offseason. Said this for a whole entire season. He is pissed the f off. He is mad. He is still mad. Like. Not at Jordan Love. He is definitely mad at the Packers organization. He will not say it. He will never show it. But he is pissed off that they drafted it. He wants to play. He wants to be like Tom Brady and play until he's 45 and win more Super Bowls. And I think he will. He will win another Super Bowl. I definitely think he will. I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be this year or not. But, you know, we'll find out. Maybe later in this podcast. Who knows? Um, Next would be the Saints and the Seahawks. So I would definitely have the Saints winning this. I know they've had crushing playoffs. I've said that in the last round, crushing playoffs. But the Seahawks, they definitely can beat them. I just think that um, the defense is better. That's honestly the main reason. It's just the defense. Russ is good, and if the Seahawks win, it's going to be because of Russ, but I think it's going to be the Saints. So now we've got the um, AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game, where it would be the Bills versus the Titans and the Packers versus the Saints. Both of these games are going to be really good, I think. I, I don't, I don't really see the NFC Championship game turning out like it did last year, where the Packers give up so many yards. Like, I think they they'll correct that, and I think it'll be a better game. Um, the Bills and the Titans—that's going to be a dogfight. That's definitely the Titans. If they can play to their strength, they can win. But I think the Bills will win the game. I do think Josh Allen is going to just ride like a high into the playoffs. This is like I said, this is a good enough team. Their defense is a top 15 unit. Their offense is a top 10 unit and it's getting better. Like I said, he threw 10 touchdowns and one interceptions over the last three games while throwing um, for 1036 passing yards. And let's just look. Against Miami, 415, 4 touchdowns, no picks, and had a 146.7 quarterback rating. And then the next week, a 104.6, and then a 106.4. I mean, he's thrown 4,320 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Like, these are MVP numbers, and there's a very good chance that he's going to do it. So. Pat Mahomes won the Super Bowl last year also winning the uh, like won the MVP before that like I feel like we could see another guy who is a Super Bowl winning quarterback MVP award winning under 25 this is going to be great football to watch Buffalo versus Kansas City down the road obviously we're not getting that this year for the um you know AFC Championship game in my predictions but Buffalo is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl and then I think the Packers are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl I've said it since the beginning of the season, and I'm like, I, I basically told myself, I can't remember if I put it on there, I was going to die with this horse. Like, the Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. There's not like the Saints, this is their crushing loss. This is their fourth one in a row. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to put together a drive, and he's going to win it. Um, and then Drew's going to ride off in the sunset, and who knows, going to be the starter next year. I have no idea, and I don't think anybody really does. I don't even think Sean Payton knows. So that would be the Packers and the Bills. And honestly, um, as good as the Buffalo Bills are, I definitely see um, them ending like they always do in the Super Bowl with a loss. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the Super Bowl. I definitely just – I'm dying with that horse. I definitely am. Now, if Indianapolis does make it in, because I predicted in the beginning of the season there would be the Colts versus the um, Packers, and that was kind of like, you know, an off the wall prediction because like I wanted to go against the grain and everything. I don't necessarily like picking the like. I mean, obviously there's a very good chance Kansas City could win, but I just think it's so vanilla to go on ahead and like pick somebody who like is definitely going to win. It's just it's. I mean, it's almost like if you go to basketball. It's almost like picking the Warriors to win. Obviously, like, they're crap this year because of so many injuries, or the year before last. But, I mean, it's almost like back when they had, you know, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and all them, it's almost like predicting them to win the finals. Like, yes, they're going to most likely win, but why not go against the grain? I mean, I, I hate that. So, my prediction for that is obviously going to be the Packers to win. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do it up. I don't know what his future is going to be in Green Bay. I definitely think he'll be the starting quarterback going into next year. After that, it gets a little murky. Um, And and just in case, you know, this guy ever hears it, you know, whatever his name, Brian Gutenkeist the GM for the Packers, just eat a bag of dicks, dude. Like, that's the crappiest move. Like, just... Just I don't know. Just go jump in the lake or whatever. So, moving on to the next segment, though. like So, we were just talking about what's going to happen with the Super Bowl and teams that have Super Bowl aspirations. We are going to legit flip the script and switch to the shit team in the NFL, the New York Jets. We are talking about how they are going to get the number two overall pick now and what they're going to do for it because somehow, some way, they screwed it up and did not win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And and I'm getting sick and tired of so many people being like, oh, you know, if you're a fan, like, I'm not a fan of the Jets, but, like, if you're a fan, you wouldn't want your team to lose, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nobody wants their team to lose. But when you're 0-13 and you have a chance to get the best quarterback since Andrew Luck, the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, and and I, again, will say this, when you're 0-13, oh, you have not won a game in 13 weeks. Like, I want my team to try to win at the beginning of the season and in the middle of the season. But if like if that hasn't happened by like week 12, I'm like, why the why the flip would I want you to win at this point? Like the 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 first overall pick is the like consolation prize. It's like It's like going and, you know, like going on a date with a girl or something like that. And, you know, like you really wanted to like get something from her, like, you know, maybe a blowy or something like that. And then she turns around and gives you a handjob. It's a consolation prize. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, like, all right, you know what I really wanted and everything. Like, I'll take this. But, you know, like, whatever. Like, you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's what getting the number one overall pick is like. I mean, because it when you're 0 thirteen, like, what do you really like? It's almost like, it's almost like a man on death row. Like, what do you got to live for? Like, just fuck, you know, die the fuck in, dude. Like, pull the plug. Like, just, just do it. Like, if there's three weeks left in the season. All we're doing at this point is hurting ourselves by winning. Like, I don't agree with the tank mentality, but I think when you're at that position, like, there is exceptions in things. I would never try to lose, but if it's that situation right there. Why the, why not? Like, and I mean, any other year I'd probably be against it. But when you've got Trevor Lawrence on the hook, you just do it, man. Like, and and maybe this is Adam Gase. I've said this in my last video. Maybe this is Adam Gase putting together a good game plan to just basically say F you to the Jets. I don't know. I mean, there's already, they're going to fire him. We've already known it. Now they're basically going out and saying it. They haven't publicly said it. There's just been rumors that like, it's been, it, there's rumors that it's been confirmed, but now, so like they are definitely, um, I'm pretty sure they're locked to get the number two overall pick, even if the Jags win, I'm not hundred percent on that, but to save face as it stands today, they would get the number two overall pick. And I, And I felt like it'd be kind of cool to kind of just take a look into what they might do with that. So they've got a few different options. Um, I feel like draft Trey Lance or Justin Fields, one of those two guys. Um, that would mean they would obviously trade Darnold for some picks. I don't know what they get out of that deal, but if they obviously draft a quarterback, they're going to trade Sam Darnold. They're not going to like do like that like little dance, and it would be so shitty of them because they never really gave Sam Darnold a chance. Like I, like. I don't wish ill will on the Jets, and this is not against the fans, but just screw that organization, man. Like, nothing against the fans, you know, like at all. But that the way that organization handled Sam Darnold, it, it, it's not like as bad as what happened to a guy in his other class, Josh Rosen, who really got a, dealt a crap hand, but Darnold really didn't get much better. I mean, the Jets never 100% fully committed to him. They did for a couple years, but then like this year you can't say that they really tried. They had an idea that they were gonna go after Trevor Lawrence. I know they did because this team, like yes, they had a really hard tough schedule this year, but this team was capable of winning four or five games. I I mean, if you're but if now you're gonna go two and fourteen and you're gonna get a number two overall pick. Um, if it was me though, if I was them and I was to draft a quarterback with the number two overall pick, which I would not do. I would not do that um, because I feel like you they could trade down and either get the other guy potentially or somebody better later, i.e. maybe uh, Zach Wilson out of BYU. I feel like they can get him a little bit lower, and I feel like he's a good quarterback that could work for them. Definitely. Definitely maybe even um, Kyle Trask from Florida. I, I mean, I, I would draft Trey Lance because I, nothing against Justin Fields. Like, I think he's a good quarterback, and I, I don't know what he's going to do in the NFL. Like, historically speaking, Ohio State quarterbacks haven't translated well in the NFL. We all know what just happened with Dwayne Haskins. So, like, you know, that's something that's really fresh on people's mind. Um, But just historically, I've never really seen... The um, I've never really seen an Ohio State quarterback do good. Give me just just one second. I'm just, okay. So, um, nah, but I'm back. It was just a quick second. Um, yeah, I would take Trey Lance definitely. Um, he's raw. He's young. I don't necessarily think I would go on ahead and you know keep Sam Darnold for sure. I would get Trey Lance, and he definitely would not start out the gate. He's 20 years old. He's really young. But to me, he has a lot better upside than Justin Fields. Justin Fields does have a good arm. Justin Fields is mobile, just like Trey Lance is. Now, I do understand, though, that um, I do understand. Sorry, I just I had to smoke a cigarette, guys. Like I just I had to. I've been talking my damn head off. Um but yeah, no, I I just honestly think down the road Trey Lance is going to be a better quarterback. I know that Carson Wentz really hasn't one hundred percent worked out with the um, you know, with the Eagles, but he has. You know, I'm going to allude to that what I think is going to happen with that situation down the road. But um, yeah, I I just think Trey Lance will work out a lot better. And I, if it was me drafting, I would definitely go with Trey Lance. So, that's the first option that they draft Trey Lance. That's what I would do if they decided, if I had to draft a quarterback for them. Um, This is, if I drafted with the number two overall pick, what I would realistically do. Um, I would draft Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. I think he is, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a great player, but, I mean, he's the greatest player in the draft. I'm not even going to, like, try to even... I was going to probably say like, but Penny Sewell is, but he, no, nah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the best player, but Penny Sewell, man, is the second best player in the draft. And, and honestly, in any other draft, I think honestly, out of the last like few drafts, he's probably the best player than any, if you put him in any of the other drafts, I think, or even next draft, whatever, I don't know, like it's hard to put into words, but in a normal year, he would be the number one player in the draft if it wasn't Trevor Lawrence, is that's what I'm trying to say. And that would be the obvious pick. I would get Panay Sewell and I would use all my draft capital that I have to build around Sam Darnold and actually give him a legitimate shot, sign somebody like Eric Bianami, because Joe Douglas is a really smart coach. I mean a coach, a really smart GM. And I I just honestly think that with the draft capital they have, with the you know, money that they have to spend, if they really just invested just a little bit, just a little bit into Sam Darnold, I feel like that it would work. I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I think he deserves a legitimate shot. Like, I really do. I think he deserves a legitimate shot. And the Jets have not given that to him. At all. Like, at all. And that just like I don't know that gets under my skin. That really does. Um. So then I'm gonna to put together another theory. What if they traded it, and who would they trade it to? So if they decided to put together a package, there's two teams, well, three teams realistically, in my opinion, that makes sense. And um, honestly, I'm gonna stick with the same thing that if they traded up, this is who they would get. Because honestly, like. That's my scenario, so, you know, hate on it if you want. Um, But if they put together a package, the two main teams, I feel like, that would be the most realistic option because they're obviously, you know, have the better draft capital as far as they pick lower or higher, whatever way you want to say it. Uh, But the Panthers and the 49ers. Now, my dark horse, um, which is just a little bit further than the 49ers, is the Patriots, and that would also make sense, but it would obviously be harder to do since they're further back in the draft. It's really hard to trade up to the number two pick. The 49ers barely barely make a sense because they're su- like they're the 11th right now. they're the 11th pick right now and that's that's really hard to go from 11 to two. Like not and especially if you're the number two like if you're the number two pick, you don't really want to move back that far, but that's what I'm saying. the Jets, if they really weren't sold on fields or Lance as their guy, and they wanted to try to get more value to try to build a better team around someone further, then it would make sense. Um, but the Panthers, why it makes sense to me with them is, you know, just go back to last year. Um, they traded up, I think it was the first pick in the second or the third round. I just, I, I can't for the life of me remember off the top of my head, but um they drafted Jeremy Chin i think it was the first pick in the second round they drafted Jeremy Chin that yeah it was because and everybody wanted us to draft cuz i i'm a panthers fan so like i really know about this like that you know like they wanted us to draft Isaiah Simmons all the fans wanted Isaiah Simmons because he was a clemson guy and you know like he's basically like there's you know we're two states one team and they're like he's from clemson he's a number 10 pick and i'm like you know i always said the whole time. I either wanted Jeff Okuda, which honestly he hasn't panned out, so I'm glad that we didn't, you know, he didn't follow us, um, or Derek Brown. And we ended up getting Derek Brown, and I'm like super happy about that pick, and he's played really well. But then we trade up into the second round and we go on ahead and get Jeremy Chin. Now, Jeremy Chin has actually played better than Isaiah Simmons. The only like, I mean, I think Isaiah Simmons is a good player. Don't get me wrong. There's that's nothing, but there has been a lot of moments where Jeremy Chin has been better than him, and we got him around later. So we really got two studs. The Panthers were aggressive. They didn't even have that pick. They traded up to get it, and they wanted Jeremy Chin. They've said the whole, like, I remember reading an article that they were like, we've wanted to get him for months, and we knew that we were in a position where we could go on ahead and get him, and then that, that's what they did. So they, um, you know, showed signs of being aggressive last year under the new regime of Matt Rule, and Phil Snow's done really good with that defense too. Like, they're starting to show promise towards the end of the season. And I think that momentum is going to carry into next. This is a very young unit and they've got a lot of dead cap going. So they do have some money coming back on the books. This is going to be a more competitive team. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is good. I'm not 100% sure if we're sold on them. Like I've not heard any bad stories. I'm not trying to create one or anything like that, but... You know, if they want 100% sold on Teddy Bridgewater, they do have a really good option to go on ahead. Now, this would be expensive because, you know, I mean, now Bridgewater isn't really expensive for a quarterback. He does make $20 million a year. But, like, at least at this time, the first year of a rookie deal isn't as much as it's going to be, like, in the fourth and then even the fifth year option. But if they decide to go that route, by that time, Teddy Bridgewater will, like, because he's only got two more years under contract. So... We're not super invested in him right now. And, I mean, I'm not... I just don't know if they're 100% sold on him. They could be. That could be their guy. And, I mean, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think this season's his fault. I don't think this season we plan to do good. I think this was a season where you could make mistakes and you were going to learn on what you got. But I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's done anything to, like, you know, hurt his stock. Damn. Um, But, no, like, with that being said, so... I mean, I've already talked about the cap room, but, I mean, like, honestly, the same things really apply to the 49ers. We know that they've been aggressive in the draft. We know how John Lynch runs his organization. And, you know, like, we know, we just know that. Like, so, I mean, I can really sit here and make the same argument for the San Francisco 49ers. And I, I don't think they're 100% sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I don't think they should be either. I mean, he's, he did good and put them, got them into the playoffs last year. He's obviously regressed. So, maybe they just kind of do, like, another quarterback pull, kind of like how they did with Colin Kaepernick. Not going to really get into that and everything. But, you know, it's very possible. So, and then obviously the Pats. Which I'm not going to talk about them too much, but I just, I, I'm going to actually, actually, no, I am about to segue into the Pats. Shoot, that was going to be my next segue. Because they just missed the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Now... I, I like, see all over Facebook. And everyone's talking about how, what's his name? Um, damn, dude, how am I going to sit there and be like, what's his name on Tom Brady? How Tom Brady and the Bucs are in the playoffs and Bill Belichick and the Patriots are sitting at home, you know, with their fingers up there, you know what's. The Pats did have a lot of guys that opted out before the season started, so, I mean, like, we all know that, like, they... They missed a lot of guys. And that's going to hurt you. Like, a lot of them were starters. That's going to hurt you. And also, you lose your, like, Hall of Fame quarterback. And, I mean, you bring in Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was dangerous and the biggest threat in the NFL at one point because you never knew what Cam... Like, I mean, Cam Newton was a roller coaster. But when he was on his game and he was on top of his game... You could not stop him. He was the most unstoppable quarterback in the NFL. But like I've been saying, I mean, before I even started this, I was saying he was done. Like I knew he wouldn't last in the NFL because it never does. History will repeat itself in a running quarterback. Even though, and he lasted longer because he is big and strong, and obviously he's durable because he takes care of his body. This is nothing against Cam Newton. I have, I, I mean, he. I remember the good days. But I just knew that they were gone faster than most people did because I just know that that's not sustainable. Like, 2015, I knew that was his shot. We were not going to do that again. He was on a different high. We were riding an easy schedule. We had one loss, and I always said Atlanta laid the foundation on how to stop Cam Newton because they put together a good game plan Everyone else would just leak back because they were worried about rushing Cam because they said they would burn him. Atlanta said, screw that. And they just started and blitzed Cam and really cost, you know, like, that's what causes the game because he was, he was they found out he was just oblivious to the rush. And then Denver just went on ahead and did that. Like, nobody else did. And Denver just was like, well, we, we can do that because, you know, like, we have a really good defense. Like, they had, they had a really good defense. Um... But, yeah, like, that's – so, and speaking of Cam, that's what that's kind of why I'm talking about him. Like, I, I think the Patriots are going to cut him. I don't think he's going to come back. I really don't. I, I mean, if he does, like, I don't – it really doesn't affect me at all. Like, I have no ill will about Cam. And, like, I mean, I think he's done great things in his career. Just because his career is over, it's because, like – the reason, like, people always say, like, well, he's only 30, like, like, look at Tom Brady, like, like, they're two different players, like, Tom Brady never gets, like, runs, like, Tom Brady's always in the pocket. Cam Newton has, like, put his body on the line more times than Tom Brady has ever been hit in the NFL, and Tom Brady is, like, fucking 30 years older than Cam Newton, so he just always puts his body into rest and that's gonna take a toll like think about it like a running back averages like a starting running back who plays for until he's 30 has rushed for you know 340 times or not 340 anywhere from 200 to 300 times maybe a little bit more than 300 some on some occasions and I mean even sometimes like I've seen some guys carry a like a lot and there's there's times where people are just ran into the ground anyway like Cam Newton I think his average probably about it I mean generously eight carries a game in his career I mean like don't quote me on that like but you you know that's a good guess for him and I'm pretty sure I'm close but anyway what I'm trying to say is he is not a running back but he runs a lot so that that really puts your body into rest and I, I mean he's just not what he was in the beginning so he's definitely gonna be gone. I think that's what I would do at least. I don't think I would commit to him just because I don't. I think his better days are behind him and it's just, you got to admit it. Anyway, other guys were definitely going to be returning though. All the starters that missed are going to be back. So this is going to be a better team already, like even without signing, even without the draft, even without free agents. This is going to be a better team just because people are going to be coming back that weren't playing last year that opted out due to COVID so um but yeah no so and I think honestly look at this like Bill's gonna have more time Bill Belichick's gonna have a lot more time to actually like scout I mean he scouts all year obviously but like this gives him a head start at like getting hit to de- like making it a devotion you know what I mean but yeah guys so Bill Belichick will have his best draft I think like. I think this is going to be the best draft. He has a lot of capital. If you look the last time they missed the playoffs in 2002, like, let's go back there. They ended up drafting Ty Warren and Sante Samuels in that draft, and I think they only had, like, six guys, eight guys. Like, you know, Ty Warren played with the Broncos, had a pretty good career, won a couple Super Bowls with the Patriots, like, played, I think, nine seasons in the NFL, I want to say. You know, so I mean like that's I don't think he was like worthy of being a number one overall pick necessarily. Like, but he was a really like solid player. Like he had derp, like longevity in the NFL. Not a lot of people last that long. And then he, you know, had success with the Broncos too, like not Super Bowl success. Like he left before the Manning days or right when they were starting, but you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, and then Asante Samuels, I mean, we all know what Asante Samuels was. Like, that's like just being in that company is already like awesome, I think. So that's the last time Bill had a off season to work and he found two guys that really like he hit on, and one he definitely like hit a home run on. And he has a lot more capital coming into this draft than he did that draft. So I mean I feel like if you give Bill Belichick more times to step up to the plate. I mean, he's like a power hitter in baseball. You can't lob him softballs. You can't give him multiple opportunities. He's going to, like, knock it out of the park more often than not. I mean, obviously, percentage-wise. But, like, you know, more than regular coaches, I'm just saying. Like, the man is great at drafting aside from wide receivers, obviously. You know, like Nikhil Harry. The list goes on. Um so, yeah, I mean, like, he's he's going to have all this time, all these picks. I, I don't think that, like, he's got something to prove as well. I mean, he is definitely out to show you that, like, he does not need Brady. And I don't think this year was a fair representation because Cam Newton has definitely had his best days behind him. He's also in a new offense. Like, I mean, I feel like Cam Newton would have been better if he was in Carolina. Like, he would have probably had a better – because, like yeah, – he, he was emotional, I'm sure. Like He's not going to go out and say it. There's just a lot of factors that played into that, but Cam Newton is definitely not what he once was, and they had nothing else. Like if, if they're trotting out Cam Newton at this point, that means they have no confidence in Jarrett Stidham, so that ship has sailed. So this season, I think they're just going in a completely different direction, and... I am interested to see how Bill Belichick drafts a quarterback. Like if he ends up going and taking a quarterback, regardless whether he trades up, you know, is that dark horse team that does it, or if he just sits and does it in the first round, or even if he maybe he does in this, I don't know what he would do in the second round. Like, would he look at Mac Jones from Alabama in the first round? I don't know. Like I don't know what they would do. I don't know what he's going to do. He is just unpredictable, and I'm not going to try to sit here and crack that code. I'm just interested to see what the Patriots are going to do in the draft. Um, That is going to wrap up my show, though, guys. I really um, had a lot of fun doing this podcast. I'm really interested to see um, how Jay edits it. I'm really interested to see how this turns out. And I'm just really interested to see how this turns out in the long run. I really, um, if you did enjoy this, I probably should have said this throughout the video. But if you stuck it out till the end, if you did enjoy this, I, I definitely hope you subscribe to this. And I, I want to make like a lot of sports podcasts for you guys in the future and eventually make this my job. So, you know, definitely help me out with that one because uh love my job, but... Definitely would like to make this my job. You guys have a great night. It was awesome doing this. Thank you, Jay. You're the fucking man. I love you guys. Cut that fucking out, though. Like, you're the man, Jay. I love you. (laughs) We're out, baby.